captain of Ingog. Akiva's faces his job in GOG with Keeve and Ellie and Zooey. We're starting now. We're starting. We're doing this. Um. I'm bad at introductions. I'm so bad at them, even on my own podcast that I'm in charge of. Uh, guess what? You've tuned in to Newer Girl, Old Guy with me, Naomi, and nobody else. Thank you so much for joining. Um, I'm so excited that this has um, essentially pivoted into a new podcast um, entirely about uh, goy men who seem Jewish. So first up, we're obviously going to talk about Jake Johnson. Um, no, I'm just kidding. It's New Girl Old Guy with Allie and Keeve. Allie, what's up? <laughs> I, I I, don't play favorites. I think that's my favorite intro of all of the episodes we've ever done, including all of my own intros, Keeve's <laughs> one intro, and all of our guests. Thanks. I tried Wait, very are, hard. Are you to imply that Jake Johnson, we haven't really gotten into this too much, <laughs> whose, whose real last name is Weinberger, is not Jewish? I think he's got a Jewish dad, but he himself is not raised mm-hmm. Jewish. Yeah, and Ali, yeah. you said if one Jewish parent, it automatically doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, I famously say that. <laughs> I, I, um, I love invalidating my own existence. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm interested in that podcast, Naomi. I'm very interested in... Yeah, it's like who is episode two? That... Episode two is John Mulaney. Okay, there's a few oh, very spicy not... ones, has... I won't even say. Whoa, 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 whoa. John Mulaney... Has zero Jewish energy. Yeah, I, I think mean, you mean you Seth Meyers. You mean Seth Meyers. Oh, Seth Meyers is up there, of course. But, he's but like, John he's Mulaney, like the season I think, finale. culturally knows Judaism to a level that sometimes even I don't know. You know, where he like he's very well, familiar he's with the Zabars on the Upper East Side. But like my father, who we're like to give an example, we're on the beach and a wedding's happening and a conversation breaks out like, oh, do we think it's a Jewish wedding? And my dad, in a sea of Jews, like six or seven of us on the beach goes couldn't be it's Shabbos like what like how do you like so but he himself while he said it in Yiddish by the way while living in Jewish he said Shabbos while living a Jewish life himself he had zero Jewish like to look at a picture of him is to not see a person who's ever met a Jew Mm -hmm. much less is a Jew so I think John Mulaney's the same thing like he lives a Jewish adjacent life but he himself if you met him in a vacuum has no Jewish energy. And that's right. just a fact. I'm not saying that as an insult. No, I agree. She's right. She's right. Sometimes people say <laughs> it about John Mulaney, but they mean it about Seth Myers, his friend. Well, yeah. that, I mean, <laughs> okay. It, I so mean, Naomi, I think it's are very... you sure you're not mistaken about who you were talking about? Well, no, because I do think, yes, yeah, Seth Myers, he, but he talks about it a lot in a way where it's like, okay, we get it, Seth, move on. Also, he, he has pivoted his show to be entirely about complaining about Trump, so I think that is a very Jewish thing <laughs> that he's done. And at this point, he's like almost converted, so I don't know. Is he the series finale? I don't think so. Season finale. <laughs> uh, There's yeah, no sub- shock value. Submit, submit I- your other uh, your other candidates yeah. in the NGOG chat for who, uh, <laughs> who that could be. I, how about, uh, uh, first of all, Allie, I have a new thing. I do like a lot of research into the guests when they come on now because we're going to have a lot of guests in season uh-oh, two. Uh-oh. And I can't research um, the show because I'm famously completely unspoiled uh, regardless yeah. of what Allie thinks. So I did some I did some uh, deep dive into Naomi's backstory. I listened to a oh, podcast. Sh- I, I did do a po- listen to a podcast she was on uh, in, the, in the last week. Not her oh. podcast. I, I, she wanted, yeah. One she was a guest on. 
Um, Allie, did you know she never had a bat mitzvah? Well, hold on, Akiva. I'll yeah. say what I said on Twitter, <laughs> yeah. which is if you put one, 1% of this effort mm-hmm. into like caring about the promotion of this podcast yeah. or, or anything adjacent <laughs> to the success of this podcast, we'd be on the moon, baby, with banana. <laughs> like, it's unbelievable to me. The, I mean, look, you should look in time. I, too, in preparation to do her plugs at the end of the show, which nobody wants me to do for them, but I insist on because I enjoy it. I, too, did some look. You know, I didn't dig that far. I know Naomi. I generally know what she's up to in the podcasting world. Mm-hmm. Um but okay, but go ahead. But like you know, good. Th- good well, you th- should be you happy. You did season two. I'm I'm going all in on this podcast. But it's not on the podcast. You're, I mean, I care about what Naomi is up to. But like, how does this advance <laughs> the plot of the podcast? How was well, part of the show? I just said I can't like I can't talk about what's going to happen. You know, with uh, with like Nick and Jess because I don't know. But I could talk about our guests because okay, that's okay, not so a spoiler. Did I know that Naomi? You know, I don't even know that I knew I had a conscious awareness that Naomi was Jewish. Jeez. Except that she has very big Jewish energy and, and started talking about it. But are you Jewish? I mean, should I ask people if they're you Jewish? You could ask. Now? Yeah, every okay? every guest we're going to ask if they're Jewish. Well, yeah, you know yeah, I got I think... asked. Go ahead, Naomi. Mm-hmm. You, I, I do think you should ask every single guest if they're mm-hmm. Jewish. And so anybody who is not Jewish has to basically admit, no, I'm not cool. Um <laughs> Yes, so the Ablers are a family that grew up in Scarsdale, New York. Uh, My grandparents' parents came from Bialystok in Poland. um, And we got a bunch of name changes when we came through Ellis Island. Uh, Naomi is Jewish from the mom side. It counts. But yes, famously never had a bat mitzvah. We are also pro-Jewish dads, despite mine... And Naomi's lived experiences, I guess. We are still, we are pro-Jewish dads. I wanted to put that out. Or I am. I, the podcast is. Oh, yeah. Well, my dad My dad always identified, look, the Calhouns are very, we, we traced our Irish-Scottish roots also. But my, the, my dad always we, told me he was a pedestrian. That was his <laughs> identification. We established canonically also who your dad is last week on the show. I don't know if you listen. I um, listened to part of it. I didn't get that far, I guess. Well, yeah, so I knew for, yeah. this was this what happened at the tail end, and I I actually meant to give you a heads up, Naomi, as to not put you on this thanks. spot, and I forgot because you you tweeted something at us. I knew you were listening, and I was like, it got so de- it was like the last sentence of the podcast, and we were like, Naomi will be on next week, and Akiva said, uh, go ahead, Akiva, say what you said. Why well, I, I said the truth, which is that her dad is former University of Connecticut basketball coach Jim Calhoun, now coaching <laughs> Division Three St. Joseph's. Uh, I'm a big UConn fan, so it's like this is to me. I'm very nervous. It's like a celebrity appearance. And I said, "Go ahead, Naomi. Go ahead." No, no, Ali. What did you say? Well, I just wanted to fill you in on the rest of what happened, which is I was like unsure if he was joking or not. I was like, I guess in theory it's possible. And then in the, I just was like, "Are you pranking me?" And he was like, "I would never prank anyone." And then I went and did an alley from the editing room of like. I Wikipedia this guy. He's got two sons. Oh, it's great. probably probably should have gone with Grandpa, right? Because he's like eighty three or something. I don't know. Allie from the editing room. I know he's seventy eight. Back to the show. Mm. That'd have been good. And then honestly, I would have had more doubts because I never met Grandpa Calhoun, so I mm-hmm. would have been probably <laughs> like, oh, maybe. Um, no, but the fun fact is that I'm actually somehow tangentially related to the racist senator from the South, John C. Calhoun. Mm. That's Which means you're related to Catherine Dennis Calhoun from Southern Charm. 
Allie from the editing room. Catherine Calhoun Dennis. Not Catherine Dennis Calhoun, you nitwit. Back to the show. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> That's the highlight of that story. I can't believe this. I'm hearing this for the first time. Yeah, it's like a weird thing. We did a whole lineage trace because I went to Ireland about two years ago and my, my aunt... Like, did a whole lineage trace. There's a lot of Calhouns, but, like, we figured it out that, like, somewhere in the line, that man is related to me. But I would not say that I relate to him in any ways. Okay, and I'll get back to you on whether or not you relate to Catherine. Can, can I explain Sorry, why I brought this up? Sure. Why I even brought up? Because we don't usually talk about Judaism on the show. That's tangentially about a like an old a sitcom. That you had very a whole conversation about kosher cooking in the last episode. I don't know and what I you're was talking like, about. This yeah. is exactly what I subscribe for. But it was also very funny. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, also, so what... that was more of a conversation about Chester's lack of awareness about how to prepare a pie than it was kosher mm-hmm. cooking. But, like, such a fun, casual, kosher sort of cooking conversation where, like, I don't think nobody who is not Jewish would ever just be like, oh, yeah, well, like, you know, is it the oven? Like, what matters? Like, you guys were so casual about it that I think just, I don't know how to, I don't know what even the point I'm trying to make is. I just think it's so funny that it's like, oh, this this podcast really isn't that Jewish when, like, everything is so explicitly Jewish. <laughs> it's what Akiva, what people say, Akiva is synonymous with casual Judaism. Well, uh, so here's my idea. What do you think about the concept of a pod mitzvah, where someone has their bat mitzvah or bar mitzvah, but it's on a podcast? Do you feel qualified to bat mitzvah someone? Why? Well, that's not a thing. It's just you turn twelve, <laughs> like she had a bat mitzvah. Oh, so don't you have to like have a service or no? No, you, so there's what's, nothing what's the you have to do. What's the bare restriction? Like in 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 like, she, just has to stop, she has to, to have... stop sinning. Like that's really what we're oh, here to discuss. Oh, oh well, then I was never bat mitzvah. <laughs> no, no, Hang just on. to like not to become bat mitzvah, just to like you know fulfill your obligations afterwards. Can we get an update on Adira's bat mitzvah that was supposed to happen what two weeks ago? I got nothing. I don't know. Like, did you find did out she Corona's stop over? Sinning? <laughs> Probably called me some bad words in the last few weeks. That's a good question. What's the worst word that a kid, your kid, has ever called you? To my face? Ooh. Yeah. Like, I'll say the, this. It's what's much, the word that just shocked you? I'll say this. It's much worse than anything I've ever said to either of my parents, and I'm thirty. Oh well, yeah, that's growing up. Like my mom can't believe what I've said to her. <laughs> like, it's. <laughs> and wait till yeah. Allie Junior comes along. Oh my god. Oh my god. The mouth on that kid. <laughs> Can you get worse than me? Maybe it'll be like a, a, a the pendulum will swing the other way. No, I don't think so. They're going to grow up in a house. Oh, you're just going to have a mom. really, really quiet kid. That'd be terrifying. That would be funny. <laughs> um, um, okay, so you, so you don't want to say. I don't say. even, I can't even, I don't, my brain doesn't even want to let me think about it. I don't know. Wow. All right, I, Naomi, welcome to the show. <laughs> Go ahead, Akiva. Sorry, you had more on this? The, no, the, we got to, so I, if, if you're asking me to do a Torah portion on a podcast. No, I don't, I don't think know. that. I think it's more the party. We could do the party part of it. What well, a I fun always party. I don't I've think always to, like, said that, like, at some point, I wanted to do like a birthday party that is technically a bat mitzvah. That is just like I think I love the idea of an adult bat mitzvah so much mm-hmm. um, that I want to throw one. Um, but at the same time, I. I the reason I didn't go to Hebrew school in the first place is because I was like, oh, that's too much work. And my mom was like, okay, that's fine. You're not going to put in the work. I'm not going to send you. <laughs> like, <laughs> she knew oh my right God, from the Imagine start having the option lazy. for a Jewish <laughs> ed- supplemental education. I, don't, I can't even imagine that. 
Are I think you? The, yeah. the next birthday after after COVID. I think. Well, that's Naomi, you you're do. not 26 yet, right? You could do the 13 plus 13. Oh no, I'm I'm I just had my 26th birthday. God damn it! Womp, I was close. That fuck. That's good. Maybe I'll have to save it for 39. What if what if what about 27? Like you don't that was have some any, good quick math. I was thinking like 27. You do like a quinceanera slash bat mitzvah, but I don't know if I don't know. Do you have a friend who never had a quinceanera? Where, where do you get 27? <laughs> quinceanera is incredible. Oh, what you're doing it? 12. You're doing 12. Yeah, oh, yeah. 12. Oh, did you have yours at 13? Uh, I was assigned to a date at 13, but oh, I think okay. I said this on the podcast that I didn't think a party that couldn't be on Saturday night was cool. So I had to move up to March so sundown would facilitate my ability to have a Saturday night party like a cool mm-hmm. person and I was yeah. 12. Because we do 13 for boys and 12 for girls. That that was where my math came into it. Where do I get oh. off doing stuff like that? I don't know. All mm-hmm. right. Not to rein this in because I'm loving it. Naomi, mm-hmm. you fit in perfectly here as expected. Um, before we talk about, you know, I guess we have old business first. Should we do old business? Mm-hmm. We haven't even said what episode we're going to talk about. Can mm-hmm. you tell me, Naomi, should, should we do old business? Oh, right. I'm the host. Uh, no, we're not going to we're not going to do the business. I think we have something very important to get to at the top of the show. That okay. we should get to right now. Okay. Which is? The the Banana Minute. Okay, oh, let's talk about banana. Perfect yeah. timing. Uh, you're right. I've been saddling banana under the heading of old business. I think he needs to break out. This is his breakout episode. Um, Akiva sent me... Akiva and I primarily communicate in Twitter DMs. And I yes. know it's really going down when I get a WhatsApp from... Mr. Winnaker. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And this was an audio-only clip sent to me. No fanfare. No, Exclusive. I'm sending you this. And I thought maybe Akiva's doing a Garner Minute, because sometimes he'll send me, like, the intro to the Garner Minute, even though we're not supposed to have one with the guests. Okay, Akiva. I listened to it, and I will play it for you now. Naomi, please let me know what your interpretation of this video, uh, audio clip is. Okay. Joseph, how does Banana get from here into the moon and back um he put on uh, then he put on Victor, then he put on <laughs> moon hand got it called and then he put on the tad and, and then he go on he gets a cape on from the flying area and then he flied and that a little bit more and then he cape on out of it I Thank you, helmet. Yosef. <laughs> I got helmet, and then I was lost. <laughs> I heard he skateboards out of there. Yeah, and that's oh. it. Oh my God, banana is so cool. Yeah, banana is pretty sweet. Uh, so should I should I say what I what what I think he said, and then and then we'll play it again. You can listen again with uh, with that knowledge. Well, what listeners might think he was not speaking in Hebrew. You just you know he was speaking baby, which yes. is very cute. And so how dare you please translate? That. <laughs> yeah, he says he gets he gets his helmet and then he gets his wrist guards and then he gets his mm. they call them moon arm guards, he said. They call them moon arm guards. And then he gets his knee pads and he goes to the flying area. I've heard this so many <laughs> times. I know I think I know it by heart. He goes to the flying area. That'll throw people off because nobody's gonna intuit. That's what he's saying. <laughs> and he gets his skateboard from the yeah, flying area. And then he skateboards away, and then he mm. goes a little more. And and then uh, I forget how, he, how how it ends. Then then he's there. He 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 skateboards from the flying area. He flies a little more, and he's there. Now you got to be proud of your son here, 
thinking all about protective gear. I mean, Banana yes. seems pretty reckless. We He jumped right. off the roof, you said last episode. We didn't Correct. get any clarification on why he jumped off the roof. We don't know. Is he, he's like a BMX guy or he's got, you know... I don't know. Like he, he I think he's like his, his, like anything he thinks that's like too dangerous for him to do. He just puts that right, banana. He's a daredevil. There. Yeah. But he's still, he's, he's putting on his protective gear. I love that. Well, I think because like yeah. Yosef's mom probably makes it like when he goes bike riding or whatever. Yosef claimed, did I say this, that he claimed banana taught him how to ride a bike? Then he got no. on a two wheeler. He got on a two wheeler for the first time and just rode around the park. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, well, maybe Banana did teach him because he just knows how to ride a bike intuitively. The park oh, had God. been the park that had been moved or another park. Uh, no, that's a good question. It was the park. It was the park like one block away. It was not the park that Banana moved. Uh, one more Banana fact. Uh, maybe people are sick of Banana, but one more Banana fact for this week. Banana getting very woke. Yosef said to me this week that um, that Banana told him that uh, the bad police. Invented Corona. He didn't say the word invented. Invented Corona. The bad police made Corona oh. to, to get people sick. So. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's sort of adjacent to to what Chester said, his son said, about snow and tzitzit and jail, but I can't get into it now. It's too All much right. about that's, your, that's your too kids. Much. Every, yeah. Everybody stay woke out there. Stay woke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right. I think that's it for, for we don't even have any old business actually so that was a misdirect um but okay we're here to talk about season one of episode of sorry episode one of season two relaunch see bot mitzvah one two okay that Bob aired mitzvah. september 25th 2012 now naomi you selected this episode pretty early on yep. in terms of guest slots why this episode so um when you said hey come be a guest uh, I had seen wow, what a flex. I did invite Naomi as opposed yes. to her asking to be on. <laughs> <laughs> Which I I don't do that a lot. I don't do it a lot. But if you're if you're implying that like in other places with other people I can just ask to be on something, I, I am going to start asking a lot more because I've been sort of like, you know, a girl on the corner at a dance being like, I hope someone will ask me. And then Allie came in and was like, Do you want to be on the podcast? I was like, Yes, yes, I do. Um so I hadn't seen, like, any new girl. I'd seen, like, a clip or two. Um, I knew that it was a show that I thought was funny, but I think I'd seen, like, the pilot. And so I just went through the episodes that you pitched to me, and I said, okay, who has guest stars that I want to talk about? And then I landed on this episode because Parker Posey is in it, and I had just watched uh, Josie and the Pussycats in quarantine. And I just wanted to talk about how that movie's really good. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think we were like, let's do the pilot of this of, I, I thought you had said maybe you'd seen the first season and then yeah it was like, oh, I turns perfect, out I didn't won't... oh okay good so because <laughs> I watched the first season after I after I said yes I'll do it I watched the whole first season and I watched the whole second season I was like oh I haven't seen any of this oh amazing because I was like what a what a great opportunity to get a guest who won't be spoiled I mean you're largely unspoiled you're only spoiled through season two um and then right. Akiva and Naomi are sort of in the same knowledge place so, mm-hmm. all right, great. What? So what did you think of, you watched it in a binge, right? I also watched it in a binge. Akiva is like the last remaining person in 2021 who has to go week by week through New Girl. Uh, what did you think? Are you are you going back to season three? We will not be offended if you say no. Um, So I am a binge uh, person. I watched all of Big Little Lies in like one night, like four years ago, to the point where I was like up at five in the morning, like, oh my God. 
Reese Witherspoon is so powerful, <laughs> just alone in my bed. So I was like, yeah, I'll probably keep watching. I wanted to stop after season two just because I was like, I don't want to get too out of control. I mean, I like it. Is it, I'm not, a, I can't watch uh, comedy shows anymore the way that some people watch The Office. That's just not me. Um, and also I'm like trying to rewatch seasons of Survivor for my own podcast. So it's like, I don't have enough time. But I will pop in every once in a while to the new girl and her and her three male friends. All right. I'm excited to talk <laughs> about this episode. I think that's a fair take. Uh, but I think this, Akiva, I'm going to put it on you. I think this is a very good, strong start to season two. And I got to say, I think the week off where we did the Jar movie really helped. Like, it, it did feel like you would take some time away, like at a season finale, and then you have to wait mm-hmm. a few months till it comes back. Mm-hmm. And I was jazzed to pick back up at the loft. Uh, no, I agree. I'm, I was much more excited to watch an episode this week than I had been basically in all of season one. Listen, absence makes the heart grow fonder. And then, I don't know, it's like a little... Br- we like we didn't break up. We took a break for, for two weeks from New Girl, <laughs> not from each other. And then, and then you know, now we're back, and, uh, and it's exciting. Did you like this episode? Yeah, I think it's a, I, I think it's a pretty good start to season two, even though it's for the most part a continuation of season one. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I I like where we're going to go. I I laughed a few times. I thought it was a funny episode. Um. All right. So give us the the Kiwi guide. All right, Kiwi no, guide. The Kiwi's digest. Kiwi's digest. <laughs> um, uh, Schmidt is getting his uh, his special cast off. So he special cast. <laughs> I don't know how I don't know which of my kids are hovering around. This is um, my special cast. Um, Sh- Schmidt is getting his, his special cast off, and so he throws a party with a mystery theme. Um, meanwhile, uh, Jess gets fired from her school. Uh, let me read about that now. Actually, uh, it, it this is September. Like we're 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 led to believe that the summer is over, and this is September. It's a pretty crazy time to fire a teacher, right? Yeah. Like you show up the first day of school. Sorry. We just did the math, and we don't have any money for you. So I have some questions about that, but I'll, I won't inter- – I mean, do you want to talk about it now in the middle of yeah, the – Yeah, yeah, let's break it up. Let's break it up because it, it, as a former teacher, like, I remember having conversation about my employment for the next year in, like, March or in maybe early April. I was like, well, if I, like, if I don't stay, it's almost like all the good jobs are already gone for next year. Like right, to fire someone in September, and then we'll get we'll get into this. To finish the digest. I mean, that's so pretty much it. Qu- quick that's summary. Pre- and and Jess has uh, CC has a new boyfriend who really sucks, but we don't learn much about him. Winston does <laughs> okay. almost nothing, and uh, Nick and Jess seem to get close by the end of the episode. That's the that's the digest. All right, so Jess goes to work. Now they say it's been two months. I think we placed them at like sort of like a June because the school year hadn't ended because Genslinger's still there at the end of last season with students. It's been two months. So say it's August, right? It's like July, August. I- I'm not, it- it's like, I agree with you that it's insane, but I don't think it was, were kids in the hall? I meant to go back and look. Because teachers so. go back to sco- school early. Like I wasn't convinced it was the first day of school and she's being fired. It could be like a week before school though. It could like, be like, so, this yeah, is Matt- when we get the classrooms together. Matt Stewart said, why was she laid off at the start of the school year? Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not. The most realistic. <laughs> it's like you burn down the school when that happens. That that's crazy because now she can't get a job for the whole year. <laughs> I'm anti-arson, famously anti-arson. Are you? I didn't know you're anti-arson. Okay. 
Oh, famous. I mean, do what do you think? I'm I'm pro. I didn't th- I didn't have you down as a pro arson person, but I didn't know you're famously anti arson. I'll write that famously. down. Famously. What about singing in the shower? Because I we Nick is singing and a groove is in the heart. And I know you think I'm such a great singer, Akiva. What do you think about my position on shower singing? Uh, I think you probably do it. You live alone. Um, I think you are. Rub it in. <laughs> I yeah, you're alone. Um, uh, unlike me and Naomi, I think that. <laughs> I think that um yeah are you guys you probably get pretty jealous that you don't live alone sometimes just saying I would sure. say most of the day every day <laughs> Um yeah no I think you do I think you do I do think do think you sing in the shower Of course I don't sing in the shower Akiva You're embarrassed of your own voice even, I don't like, even, even sing happy birthday I hate singing despite how frequently I do it on the podcast Yeah I think you're embarrassed <laughs> of your voice but I was thinking like but she does it you know she breaks in the song so maybe she just can't control herself I also Guess famously not. don't listen to music, so I'm listening to podcasts in the shower. Like so you, you, even, when you fell just, listening you to You don't Hannah. like no music whatsoever? Yeah, she, so you're saying you, like, you would sing in the shower, you just don't know any songs to sing. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a sad musicless, a solo life in my lonely apartment. <laughs> and if only I had ever heard of a song, yeah. I would probably be a happy little clam. This sounds like a Disney movie. <laughs> I, I don't know what music the girl is. who okay. didn't know any songs <laughs> um as naomi previewed we're gonna have a lot of um notable slash recognizable guest stars starting with the principal rachel harris oh, um yeah. i don't know much of her other work i just like obviously know who she is i feel like she she's was on mad tv right am i well i have her imdb was. open conveniently I I feel like to me she's a face from Mad TV when I was watching at like thirteen and shouldn't have been. Huh. Does it I, not? I, I, feel, I big, feel that though. One of my big issues though is this whole vibing in the. This has been one of my big issues this whole time I've been watching is the vibing in the bathroom with your roommates. Mm-hmm. Okay. I do not vibe in any sort of bathroom with anybody except mm-hmm. for the person I now only live with, which is the the the, the partner, the relationship. But I, I used to live with three guys at one point in my life. Mm-hmm. Never wanted to hang out in the bathroom with any of them. Get away from but, me. I'm closing the door. Don't touch me. I don't know the why. Size of the bathroom. But there weren't two urinals where you lived, I'm guessing, also. <laughs> yeah, but like, why would I urinals. even... Why would I ever... Why would anybody ever want to be like hey casual roommates oh you're taking a piss cool i'm coming in to brush my teeth like no yeah. no i think Separation. the size of the bathroom in it allows for a, i mean i'm not saying i don't know what the size of your four-person apartment bathroom was but like when i lived in a sorority house for example you vibed in the bathroom yeah a lot I, happened I mean, in I that went, bathroom i went to summer camp i i know but like i feel like with like male roommates i would never want to like Mm-hmm. in the bathroom well i did my first note this episode is what are the bathroom rules because like <laughs> um who's who's in the shower nick's in the shower and jess nick's comes in, in. not not the opposite right the so it's like it, I, I understand if someone's like you actually like using the bathroom it's different like if someone's in the shower i i think someone should be able to come in and brush their teeth just because there's four adults sharing a bathroom and like mm-hmm. ostensibly a lot of times they're all like getting ready in the morning at the same time uh, so that, like, I, I would like to know the bathroom rules. Maybe we'll learn them further as the uh, as the series goes on. But, like, yeah. the ba- just because the bathroom's big doesn't mean that two people should be allowed in there at once. But it all doesn't mean that, like, it's not the case. So I don't know. I, I'd like to know. 
All right, we'll we'll track that. We'll track Akiva. If you could track the bathroom, you know I'm already doing that. You know I've been joking. Don't use my chutney. Is probably already on the list established as a rule. Um, But okay, I mean the Vajra Juve joke. um, Is it is it the best joke? No. Does it get a laugh out of me? It does. I'm sorry. (laughs) It does get a joke (laughs) because did you have that Akiva? Like I feel like people have, you know, unfortunately. I mean. Maybe your teacher felt that with Wiener Kerr. Mm-hmm. That's like, I spend the whole summer with Kiwi Weens and I didn't laugh once. Do you think I was in summer school? What do you think I was doing <laughs> during the year? I was getting straight B's, baby. Um, the Yeah, no, I, I, I would sometimes use mnemonics the first day because I, I'm very good with names, but I'm also face blind. So like when I was a teacher the first couple of days, I would use mnemonics like oh that's like the short fat kid but then i would uh i never thought that i'm just giving an example but um michael scott over here (laughs) but i would i would get i I would i would sort of i would have sort of mnemonics for kids but it wasn't usually their weird last name because i live in a you know a glass house of a weird last name i don't ever remember a teacher giggling when i told them my name was was weenicker though so akiva you come to new york for the pie tournament when you're you you are now fully vaccinated Mm -hmm. yes and (laughs) when you come to new york like, if I plan to, like, you know, meet you with Jordan Kalish at a kosher restaurant, I could stand on the street corner with Jordan Kalish and you would just walk by us. You would have no idea. I, you always ask that. I, like, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't think so. Specific. What have I ever presented to <laughs> well, you? Well, Jordan Kalish is not usually uh, is not in the example I, usually. But. I meant someone that you would also recognize but isn't your – like, you obviously haven't seen enough if, to, like – Chester, I don't think – I think you would recognize him by face, No. I, I mean, I've not recognized lots of people I know. It's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to. Uh, it's not like a hundred zero or zero hundred, but there's lots of times I don't recognize somebody. All right, I'm gonna name rapid fire people. You tell me. You no, it's I'm it's, just kidding. I'm it's kidding. context. <laughs> it's context. It's not even the person. But a context of you knowing you're meeting me for lunch. And well, I'm then I would recognize you. Then you I, know I'm, I'm doing I might this, like... right? I'm fully gonna do this. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna have to have lunch with you, but I'll still like I'm <laughs> worth it for the. Uh yeah. I, I, Listen, if only there's a day we can everyone can have lunch together again. <laughs> everyone. I don't know about everyone. I, I small small yeah. group. Uh, <laughs> I know, can I, I'd like to buy the world a Coke. That's what I have to say about that. Um there you I, go. I, bring that back. Song. I guess Allie doesn't know songs, so it's fine. I yeah, said that bring is... that back. I was with you. W- can that, I ask... that's in Mad Men. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's where that's where it's from. It's from Mad Men. <laughs> it's the only place it's from. <laughs> Wait, can we talk about the school? Can we go back to the school for a second? Because that's basically yeah, take where us we are to in the school. Episode. Take us to school. I, I thought, and I like this episode, I hate when the vice principal, Rachel Harris, says, all right, we're laying, laying you off, and then puts on a sombrero. That's like very family guy-ish. It's like a throwaway <laughs> joke in, like a, in, a, in a show that, you know, in a different show that has like just silly side silly gags. Like that is not this show, I don't think. It's very stupid. And even like the take one the thing from The Lost stupid. and Found – is dumb, but the sombrero is just exceptionally dumb. Yeah. I don't know. And Naomi, what's your take on that? I feel like the show always struggles with the job aspect of all their characters. Like, everybody's workplace is so goofy, but then when, like, when Zoe Deschanel's like, oh, I got fired, when Jess is like, I got fired, I'm like, I mean, you're fake, so it doesn't really matter. Like, I feel like there's not really a realism in their work environments so when anything of consequence happens in their work environments they're like well it's not real like if it was you know that she was actually a teacher and she screwed up or like it was like a budget cutting 
and the principal is just very stern about it, be like, yeah, okay, that's reasonable. Oh, remember that time you photoshopped a kid's face onto, like, <laughs> a YouTube video and all this shit? Like, you're fired. I feel like that would make me feel... I'm, I'm I don't know, I'm also a, a real, uh, what's the word? Like, a real Scrooge about TV shows aspects in weird ways. So that's, that's just something to me. Well, your industry, we should me. set the stage with that. Because you're out here like, none of this is real, I don't feel bad. And Akiva and I are out here like, every week we come and have to care about these characters, Naomi, or we have no show. <laughs> no show. <laughs> well, I do love characters. I just think I spent all of my energy loving characters like five years ago. And now... It's got to be something really good if I really want to care about it. Like, Dairy Girls got me really hard. But very rarely am I like, oh, man, I'm rooting for this person. It's like Dairy Girls and Better Call Saul. I love the Scrooge energy. Um, And I get it. And and look, this is a ridiculous firing and the sombrero and the little hat. So, like, I do feel bad for Jess, but I do think there are efforts made to make it quirky and weird so that you're not like mm. really reveling in like the yeah. oh my god like you're not supposed to feel like devastated for her i don't think that's the way they want you to they play it at all and so maybe can that's sort of where the sombrero weirdness comes in go ahead q can i can i bring up a, maybe the craziest aspect of this she just spent like months sleeping with the school's main donor she can't call <laughs> up that guy and by the way she's like the favorite teacher of of um i forget his, his kid's name at this point is yeah, troublesome child. daughter and be like, hey, I'm on the list of 10% of teachers being laid off. Like, how about getting off the list? So either <laughs> she um, is getting fired because of that. Like, you know, she's sort of being forced out because maybe and you're claiming retaliation, retaliation, and but not, did, not from him. Russell from did something. Russell's ex-wife or current wife, because I don't think she we ever learned if they're actually divorced. Do you think he pulled the donation and that's why they're having cutbacks and they have to lay off 10% of the No, teachers? I think he's like, you got to get rid of you got to get rid of Jess. Or, um, or yeah, or, or alternatively, like she's just too proud to ask for it. I don't know, but it doesn't make any sense. Like she, she just got a relationship with the main donor. She should be bulletproof. I think. I love the idea that in the background Russell has quietly pulled his donation as a result of the breakup, and therefore <laughs> she has to be fired. Yeah. What? That's that's something I have never considered. Or put yeah, together. the writers' room should have been on that. We shouldn't be were. thinking it's these like things sub- for them. But but why do they need to say it? It's just there. It's just okay. there. There's a lot of subtext on New Girl. That's what we. That's what everyone says. <laughs> um, Av wants to know since Akiva's face is his job, he can obviously never be fired. But what about Ali? Have you ever been fired from a job? How'd you handle? Oh, that? I had. How dare I you? This Av? question down too. I I said, have you guys ever been fired? How dare you even put that into the universe? It's a terrifying fear I have, just in every in my daily life. No, I don't think so though. I mean, I had one babysitting job where when the parents came home, I was asleep. The kids were in bed. I was like asleep on the couch and they never called me back again. And I was Mm. like, oh, I wonder if that was like I tried to stay up. It was like very late when they came home. Akiva, if you call someone to babysit and is that is that a deal breaker? They sleep with their kids when they're asleep. If you get home like later than you're supposed to, I think it's reasonable for, and everyone's asleep. I think it's reasonable for them. I wasn't in their bed, tucked in, and in, in, in their pajamas. That would be funny. <laughs> I like fell asleep on the couch, like clearly I think it's totally like, trying fair. to stay awake. I don't, I don't know. I'm not a big babysitter hire because, like, I've had a kid for a few years that could babysit. You have an army of children to watch your other children. True. That's the <laughs> real scam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just gotta get started early. 
Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, I, I don't. I, I personally would not care. I think if everyone's safe and in bed, it's fine to, to be asleep on the couch. But have you been fired? Well, I was laid off from from that job uh, oh, right. uh, a year and a half ago. But it wasn't <laughs> honestly. If you get fired and it's like, oh, I feel really bad. But they cut our whole department. It was like seventy people. I was like, I don't. You know, what am I going to do? The department doesn't ex- exist anymore. Like I can't. I didn't really right. take it personally at all. Well, that's mm-hmm. also what happened to her. She got laid off for being a non-tenured, like a younger teacher. I feel like it wasn't personal. 90% of the teachers in the school have tenure? I'm not so sure. I, I, you have to take this a little yeah. personally. Also, like, I feel like I had something similar in quarantine happened to me where I was working at a job and then they were like, actually, this role uh, is getting bigger and needs to do more stuff we're going to hire somebody else. So it was like a weird mix of like, you are getting fired, but you're also just getting pushed out. And I was just like, all right, I hate you guys, so it's fine, bye. But like, <laughs> I mean, I, it's the first time it's ever really happened. I've definitely had places not call me back, but that's just the industry, as Allie put it. The babysitting industry and the television industry, very similar. It's the same thing. <laughs> I'm doing both. It's the same thing. Hey, let's talk about Schmidt. Schmidt in his shower diaper with his itchy undercarriage. Um, I have to highlight, we got a lot of questions, but I highlighted this for myself before I saw the questions. First of all, I love the trope of like the person who probably normally wears contacts like 95% of the time. And so their pair of glasses is like this like old pair of glasses (laughs) that they just throw on. Unclear why he's wearing those. But the the 70s like adult movie glasses and the scruff is really working for max greenfield i think despite the shower diaper i still think it's the best he's looked on the show oh i wrote down in my notes uh schmidt with a beard looks like a serial killer sketch like uh, have you seen this man this man was accused of murdering five people in the san francisco area that's what he looked like to me well that tells you everything you need to know about my taste of men (laughs) Uh, but okay, Akiva, you thought this was going to be a throwaway joke, the broken penis. Do you think they took it too far or did you like where they went with it? No, I mean, if this is the natural ending of it, and you'd have to assume it is, although I guess he doesn't really unveil it in the episode. Um, what do you mean? Like he doesn't have sex or he doesn't whip it out? Like he both. Yeah, I wanted to see it. it I wanted to see it, see what was happening. And then no, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't go home with any of the ladies from the danger party. Um, but I, but yeah, no, I know I like it. I think it's. I think I, I want the shows to respect our intelligence and our sort of loyalty of watching. So of course you want like recurring jokes and things to keep going from season to season. This isn't like a you know a Chuck Lorre sitcom. Like mm. uh, we want as much of that as possible. I think you saw the cast, and I think that's enough for me to know that it's all. <laughs> it's a great prop. shower diaper. We saw the shower diaper. Uh, I think this is the most asked question for the week. Chloe G, Kyle, and producer Kelly want to know. Uh, Schmidt, again, the most accurate majors, I think, ever for a character. He majored in marketing with a minor in theater studies. Everyone has a brand. Nick's brand is Gypsy Alcoholic Handyman. Winston's brand is Winston. What are our brands? It's hard to answer your own brand. Like, I, I would, I, you know what I mean? What do you th- What's my brand? Okay, you're going to be afraid to respond. What's I'm t- petrified. I already decided. I, <laughs> I, like, made a mental note. Will not answer that question, even if. No, no. I sent this early to you because I knew if I asked you on pod, you'd say, oh, I needed to prepare. So I Yeah, and I question. thought about it, and I realized there's no right answer. There's oh, nothing that could. Oh, you're such a baby. You're a baby. <laughs> no, I don't, I, I don't have a great answer. Adult baby. Fine. That's okay. I, 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 have, I have an answer. 
Yeah, go ahead. Bully. (laughs) That's not fair. (laughs) Okay, Allie, I think your brand is like cross-examining Baker. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm with it. Yeah, bully is a joke. My brand is difficult Jewish woman. Mm-hmm. No, anyway, I like cross-examining. <laughs> I like cross-examining because sometimes I, I'll say something and I'll be like, oh, that didn't come out how I wanted or I didn't really mean that. <laughs> and, and like, there's never been one time where it's like, all right, that was let go. It's always like, what do you mean up there? I was like, which which comment? There was a lot of comments up there. And then it's and like, I'm like, you know the one. <laughs> and it's like, all right, we're going to get. So, yeah, cross-examining Baker, I think is perfect. I think difficult. My brand really is difficult in my own life. Like I have said that to many people. I'm difficult. My mom tells me all the time I'm difficult. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that has pros and cons. It acknowledges the cons, obviously. But I think it's also a pro. I'm, 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 I'm curious. I'm tough. I'm, I'm difficult. <laughs> yeah. And so then what's my brand? I love the I said adult baby. Adult I said adult baby. I that you mean like that I just can't do grown up stuff? No, I capture that in ter- I ca- I feel like I capture a lot of things in terms of your your very sweet but existent sensitivities to when people like, you know, you pretend not to care but you care and you also, you know, can't do adult things mm-hmm. and that's your brand that you put to the world. I mean, I, I do I think you could actually survive on your own. Yeah, of course, but like your brand to the world is that you don't know how to do anything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have the Wide-eyed innocence of a baby. <laughs> so it's like, you know, the pros and cons. I'll take it. It's like, I don't think like, that's incorrect. Akiva, I know you like pickles, but, like, do you like eating vegetables in general? Yeah. Oh, I don't have, like, a baby palate. Oh, my, okay. the truth is my wife says I do. She says I'm a very picky eater. He prefers eater. it pureed, but he will eat it. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Um, no, I like certain – I mean, I'm, I'm, I famously – my favorite food is an artichoke, so that's a vegetable. Oh. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I, 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 it's a very good question to ask. Cause I think like my, like a, a part of who I am, I would be a type of person who's never eaten a vegetable in my life. Right, but yeah, right. uh, but sadly I have, I don't love vegetables, you know but I, I'm not like, uh, you know, there are, there are certain foods that my wife has made like every single Shabbat of my entire marriage. And I've never tried like in the, like green beans. I'll never, I'll never try a green bean. Oh, what? green beans is, is a is a top tier vegetable. No, there's in terms nothing. Terms of eatability, it's, it's a zero. Yeah, it's very. It's like a little slimy, and they're bad. Well, well how about, I, I don't want to question some... Mara's preparation. I'm yeah, gonna eat some uncooked green beans. green beans. Don't don't cook them. Oh, the just hard like, green beans. Yeah, just chomp on it, or like a snap mm. pea, or like a snow pea. I don't mind. I don't hate the snack peas. Yeah. Mm. Did you just call them snack peas? She said snack snap. peas. I know snap. what she meant. Snap no, no, peas. she said snap peas. Oh yeah, I was. Cor- I thought she said snack peas, so I was just going. Snap. I don't want to correct our guest, even though it ended up being me who was wrong. It's um, What's Naomi's brand? I know she's new here, but what's her brand? I mean, I have two that are like my go-to, also my go-to social media bios. But mm-hmm. I wanted, I want to know what you guys think first. Okay, so I know Naomi via like quarantine strategy games. So just to put that out there, in the same way that I know. Drake. Oh sure, if somebody doesn't know what that is, it's like water quarantine strategy. <laughs> Who cares? Like yeah, it okay. doesn't matter. I'm just saying I don't. It's not like Naomi and I go back ten years. You've never met in person. Yes, we I have. think we, we have. have. Yeah, we have. We 100 percent have Allie okay. at Mafia. Really early on in like the Winners at War, you know, everyone was at the bar, and Allie I think left after like an hour. I was like, well, see ya. That's no, part no, of her no. brand. I went Too twice. Cool for I went twice. I went twice to Jordan Kalish's fantasy camp that he has at he used to have at a bar that has since closed, sadly, because of quarantine. And I went twice and I stayed I stayed like 
after Survivor. Right. And we played a couple games. And yeah, like uh, Alex Horstenhauser got me voted out for asking a clarification question. So get the hell out of here. No, but I did have to. I think I had to work. But it was fun. But I did meet Naomi in person. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope to again one day, maybe, when, when we can all go to lunch. Maybe. Uh, which is now the standard. Um, <laughs> I think Naomi's brand to me, my perception of Naomi is like too cool, but not in a bad way. Like too cool for me. Mm. Like, mm. like, but like funny, like cool, funny. Like the fo- cool, funny girl. And you're like, wow, I wish I could be cool. <laughs> that's, that's my perception of Naomi. Are you like, you nailed it, Naomi? No. Do you, I mean, do you want my, like, my therapy well, what's co-pay? Key? What's... I could pay you instead because this is doing more for me. But, well, I've always, my, my go-tos are um, uh, drama club vice president and opposite of ASMR. I, I, uh, <laughs> I don't think I'm that particularly cool and i'm sure if you ask my little brother he would say i'm not cool at all uh but i do like to be aloof and i think that's what's getting misinterpreted i love to not follow people back on social media i love to not like things keep checks twitter <laughs> and leave people out to dry it's very fun for me oh you think she would have been allowed so on I if think, she follow me please <laughs> i think that's perfect the drama club vice president because that is somebody that i would be like that's cool and clearly to attain that role, you like got elected or whatever by your mm-hmm. peers. And so it's like, wow, that's a cool thing that like I couldn't be involved in. So I would see you over there like being a cool leader of that group and be like, wow, that's cool. Yeah. So I think you know what they say. I, I stand that. Always the drama club vice president, never the drama club president. Um, Akiva got away without giving you a brand, Naomi, but we'll accept that. All right. So we have well, you called me a bully or something. Oh, cross examining. Cross examining Baker. No, yeah. we didn't say difficult. You said difficult. You're, yeah. uh, actually, well, I'm the Jude. To, I'm allowed to. The Jude said I'm, difficult. The Jude has said difficult many times. Um, I, but, you know what I was reading about this week? You, did you, do you, are you guys following wow, the Gimlet flex. stuff at all? Good for you for reading. Oh, I love following the Gimlet yeah. stuff. Yeah, and I have a love lot. Of, I have, yeah, I have some takes that I can't even say on the podcast about the Gimlet stuff, but they're all on my Why? list. Is someone hunting you? Like, what do you No, no, I, I can explain it after and it'll make sense. But like... Um, the, but there, those guys were on my list. Not like in the, like the way that Kevin Spacey was on my list of like Pete or Armisen, but those guys were on my list. So I never liked them, but the point is, yeah, they were on my list. And I also, I was never able to tell them apart. They have the same voice and I listen to every episode and I don't know who's who, but here's, here's why I'm bringing it up. They, it was mentioned that they discussed on a recent podcast that they go to like therapy as podcasters. They would go to like an actual therapist to discuss their issues as, as now podcasters. Now I see where you're going. The My Favorite Murder women do that also. They have a therapist. Um, what do you think? What do you think about podcast therapy? I generally think it makes a lot of sense just from any sort of relationship dynamic that you have to keep going and you have to keep pleasant and there is undoubtedly going to be strife. Like not between us, Akiva, but just like generally, like when you're doing your business it's like being a co-business owner when like people actually have a monetized podcast so i'm pro it i think it's sort of like if someone's going to marriage counseling or relationship counseling very long into the relationship great we're so early on in this process i think you'd sort of have the like "Mm, maybe we just call it rather Mm -hmm. than put it it, this is the honeymoon phase right you wouldn't go to like therapy with a guy from hinge yeah right exactly exactly Mm -hmm. so you know that's my position. Well, I think also part of it must be like the ego of it. Like, 
they're they're making their podcast to like have a brand and be famous and you know I'm sure they make tons of money especially those my favorite murder women and I think it, that also like strains a relationship in a weird way where if you're just like you know friends having fun podcasting about something you don't necessarily need to uh talk it all out or maybe the problems are not so big that you need someone to help you like uh what's the word professionally talk it all out what if your internet acquaintance is doing a podcast <laughs> i wouldn't know anything about that all right so so schmidt's relaunching it's a rebranding event. The theme is a secret. Nick and Winston know it's danger. Producer Kelly says, uh, what's your go-to party theme? And Allie's friend Mike, that's how he submitted the floor. My friend Mike says, what would the theme of your rebranding party be? Ooh, good question. By the way, uh, another... Sh- Same answer as <laughs> yeah, my difficult. personal brand. Hard to it's get like hard to, to get into the party. You didn't tell <laughs> right. people directions. Which You're not invited, you in. and and There's I'm no rude name to you on when the door. <laughs> yeah, it's like an industry city, and like you're late, so nobody can get in the bar at first. And it's weird. you're not buzzing yeah. anybody up. There's no doorman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I I'm like very much picturing this fantasy in my head of like the post-COVID party. Uh, I did move apartments uh, recently, so like I'm I'm fantasizing like what I want to do for my first party in the apartment. Um, my go-to is always I'll throw the holiday party that no one's gonna throw. So if no one's throwing a New Year's party, I'll throw a New Year's party. If no one's throwing an Oscars party, I'll throw an Oscars party or Halloween. Um, but I don't know if I've just gone off a theme. Like oh, uh, '90s. I don't know if I've ever done that before. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm with you, Naomi. I I will usually have like a a pop culture related event to spur it. Like I'll have a uh, spur it or spur it. Spur. You were right the first time. Spur is like um, <laughs> so like that, that's the difficult party. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> spur a difficult party is easy. Um, I like I've you know I do all of the like theme stuff for Oscars. Uh, you know, not Grammys, but Oscars, Golden Globes, Tonys, whatever. And then, because I've definitely never heard of music, so I would do the Grammys. Um, I did, like, you know, RuPaul had, like, a holiday special, so I had, like, themed, like, hot chocolate bar, and, like, that was, like, my Christmas party, basically, around RuPaul's, like, holiday special. Mm. So I'm definitely more into a theme based on a pop culture event. We already discussed the Super Bowl. Um, My friend, my, my best friend from college had a tiny hat birthday party, which I just have to throw into the universe as a recommendation. It was hysterical and very low maintenance for your guests. Like I love a full costume, like Halloween party, but I get that not everyone does like people showed up in the smallest hats. You can imagine they were so funny and it was just like, what a fun little easy theme. We keep, I've also done, um, Oh, sorry. I've also done, um, uh, my friends do it like a pun Oween, so our Halloween ha- costume has to be a pun. And Love that. My my poor boyfriend. I went as um Chucky Finstagram, which was fun <laughs> and made me feel very old. <laughs> um, and my poor boyfriend went as um Barry David, a combination of like uh the Bill Hader Barry character and Larry David, and just it's I have a I'll tweet it after this like the saddest picture of him like. He was wearing the, like, I steal forks from restaurants um, sandwich board. And just nobody, <laughs> absolutely zero people understanding what his pun is. And he's just standing there. And also has the, the orange ski mask from Barry on. 
over his face. And like absolutely the person you don't want to talk to at a party. <laughs> it was really funny. I am shocked that people who would have a pun themed Halloween party aren't don't overlap with people who watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. Like I'm yeah. floored. I don't know what the, the the missing link was in that situation. But it was very funny to watch. <laughs> Bully my own boyfriend. Keith, what would be your theme? Like um high level snack foods? Um, I mean, yeah, there's always a food. Yeah, we do, we do, we do contests and tournaments. I've never, I really wasn't a a, a part of party person pre-COVID, but yeah, I guess it, it like, but I do podcast things like the ice cream tournament, the beer tournament, the cereal tournament, stuff like that. And of course, famously the pie tournament coming in summer 2021. So uh, I think the three of us would have a great party. Okay. So who's invited to this party? This killed me. Any highlights from the guest list for you guys? Like... well, the fact that the fact that Cece came, she's only coming to like show off that she has a boyfriend, right? But he's such a loser. I, I obviously we see this boyfriend again, right? Tell me if we don't see him again. You I'm sure we me. do. You yeah, I say yes. So... I say I say yes. I'm more meant when he was like the girls from Lululemon, my urologist. My yeah, the urologist partner. one made me laugh really hard, <laughs> especially because that comes up later. Yeah. When he's like on the mic, just like thank you to my urologist, like. <laughs> I love that too. Maybe do you think Dr. Mike Zahalski is his urologist? Is there a world? Ooh, that would be a good duo. Schmidt and Dr. Mike would be good. <laughs> um, but we're, we'll dissect Robbie because I'm a Robbie apologist, I have to say, and I love that I'm already feeling like you are ready to call Robbie a loser the same amount of times you did to poor Eddie uh, in Win It All last week. I mean, we're we're led to believe this week that like he has nothing going on. So let's see what Robbie's got. But right now it's nothing. All right. So let's just jump ahead. I mean, there's really nothing going on except that Jess is sad. Jess pitches herself. Pitches. That's how my grandma would say goes to the bathroom. Pitches herself as uh, a job prospect to help with Schmidt's party. Uh, He says you can be a shot girl. Now, Nick steps in it here by saying she does not have the specific brand of hotness that shames a man into spending nine dollars on a two dollar shot naomi are there different levels of hotness hundred percent hundred percent now unfortunately i uh look at tiktok and i think that (laughs) that tiktok has just you know social media especially tiktok and instagram have just exploited something that um, we all knew was there, but at least it was under control when, you, you know, you couldn't just become famous because you got a million likes. Is that like kids and, and especially teenagers and people in their early 20s are realizing like the power of hotness and are just are, are weaponizing it like crazy. They're getting all these fans. They're getting their Dunkin Donuts drinks and they are cashing in while the iron is hot. Um, and I, I hate it. It's like, it, you know, uh, if you used to want to be like really hot and really famous, either like had to get picked on reality TV or like be a kid actor and then hope you grew up to be attractive. Like there was these kids have it so easy these days to be very famous for doing very little. And um, you I old don't millennial. Like it. You old also millennial. I um, I the other thing is that I also have like a shot story where I went to New Orleans, very cool. I, Allie, you said I was cool before, and this will prove it. Is I went to <laughs> New Orleans with my mom and nobody else. And <laughs> my mom and I went around Bourbon Street together. 
and we would just pop into all these clubs and we would usually pop in based on the music they were playing because my mom's a music teacher and we just wanted to see live music and then this one woman gave me a shot um in those test tubes and uh gave it to me in a, a little bit of a provocative way and i was like i should not have done that in front of my mom i just wanted the shot but she was like she's a very pretty woman and it was just like oh oh no i got conned but all i wanted was the the, the drink i didn't want any of the the sort of pomp and circumstance surrounding it it was very embarrassing so she fair to say had the specific level of hotness to shame you yeah exactly exactly i i was very surprised akiva generally my reaction to this was i was stunned that schmidt would have a cash bar at an event yeah that is true but i guess like yeah, I, yeah that's a good point that's a good point what is that would you ever have a cash bar event is that tacky i don't know i don't drink but schmidt doesn't seem like that type of guy but maybe it was too expensive it was too big of a too big of an event I mean, he's getting the venue seemingly for free, although unclear where Nick gets the authority to just like have a party. Right, he's the bartender. The he's not the night. owner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very, it's such a strange energy of like every time Nick has like a bar thing, he's just like, okay, we'll do it in my place. And it's like, uh, what? I, I don't know. I feel like I could barely get like when I worked at an ice cream store, I could barely get like a tub of ice cream from my boss for a party, let alone like, you know, get the entire joint filled with only my friends like it feels very strange now the bar doesn't do seem that. that crowded day to day so like i've definitely had it in new york where like i've had parties in bars in the city where like they don't charge me i don't i don't rent it out but it's like okay i'm gonna have 30 people here we're gonna like bring a cake and they're like yeah and we'll have like this for you like because it obviously like helps the bar it was packed and they're having a cash bar event but it felt like it was going to be more of like a reserved thing so i was surprised that he has like shot girls asking for tips at the party but you know far be it for me to judge uh schmidt's party play it looked like a fun party i would go to that party besides the fire yeah i would go for fire like would make 10 me scared. minutes and then be like, all right, I'm out. This is, I'm not cool enough. <laughs> we never see uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman either. Uh, I don't think he dang. accepted the invite. Oh, okay. He didn't actually come. Well, because there's not going to be a white tiger there. Well, I know. Schmidt's going to look like an idiot. Um, let's get to Parker Posey, though. The reason that Naomi is even here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ryan Daniel says, does Casey the shot girl have the best lines out of any of the non-core members so far? Were you impressed with the performance, Naomi? I don't know. It was a strange one. It's a strange character, I think. I think it was, like, trying a little hard to make fun of, like, this L.A. vapidness. Um, but I, I did like uh, the the lines where she's like, they call me T-ball because everybody scores. <laughs> um, but, you know, it was a little all over the place for me. Again, I can't recommend enough that everybody watch thing? Josie and the Pussycats. Oh, yeah. What about the age thing, Naomi? Like... Uh, how old are you? 26. Oh, thank you for your honesty. Uh, actual age check of uh, Parker Posey during this episode, 44. Jesus. <laughs> I loved, if things get a little freaky, I'm at, I'm at the door because I'm a little diabetic and I don't need a hassle. I'm just like, what does that even mean? Like, I, I love that line. Well, so uh, I just, uh, I have a PhD. A pretty heavy drug problem is a really funny Oh, line. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I guess we're like, fans. <laughs> yeah, no, she was very funny. She was very, in like a relatively small role. It was really good. Parker Posey, not on social media, it appears, uh, Naomi. I just remember her braces because I didn't know who she was as a, like when I was much younger, but I always remember they posted those photos of her with her braces, like from paparazzi stuff. Have you seen That's Josie and the Pussycat, Tally? I have, but not in a long time. 
Because mm-hmm. I never liked them only because I was such an Archie fan. I thought they were like the rivals of Archie when I was a kid. So I would read them in the comics. Should we put it in the jar? I don't think we put it in the jar? I don't think we need to. Well, I mean, it's not a terrible I'm idea. Also, I'm also a huge Archie fan because like when I would go visit my grandparents in Scarsdale, I would get an Archie comic and I liked reading them. And so that's why I refuse to watch Riverdale. It's like I watched it and I was like, this is nothing like Archie Comics. Yeah, 100%. Even here. though the guy who writes it makes the show. But also I'm too old. I'm, like, I'm not the target demo for Riverdale. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, way yeah. too old um, for it. Mary Kukowski asked if you would guest on the Riverdale podcast, Akiva. So you're saying no. I already have. I've been on twice. Well, she wrote She wrote again. Yeah, if she's listening to this right now and she wants to loop me in, I'll, I'll come on again and see what they're up to. I think they just did a time jump. But uh, I've been on a couple times. I'm happy to come on again. Keith, I'm going to make a prediction. I know you normally make predictions about me. Did you? I I feel like you'd be annoyed by Jess coming in in the 19th century bait or turn of the century bathing costume. If it was my party. Antics. Like, I just, I don't know. I feel like you, I was watching that scene thinking about, you know, how you'd be watching it. And I didn't think you'd like that storyline. It was a little what annoying. I, like, she, like she yeah. always has to do a very specific voice. Like, I, I think we've done this joke like 12 times in season one, honestly. It just struck me as like not for Kiev. Yeah, I would, I would, I would say that's accurate. Um, yeah, I, I, Jess does not win this episode. I don't think. I love a tap number though. She does do a little time stamp, a uh, time yeah. step on the bar. You know, she mentions the two years of of step and whatever. Like that's a funny uh, running joke, also. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> All right, just let's like, pick. Like, you know, oh, ahead, oh I can cartwheel. I can do a French accent, and I can do, I can tap dance, like. You know, you're listing all the the non-important points on your resume. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about Nelson Franklin as Robbie. Uh, I can't push Akiv off any longer for for I guess you seem ready to rag on the Liberty Bell shaped gentleman that Cece brings in as her boyfriend. Pretty quick escalation to boyfriend two months from her being with Schmidt, but. They must really have something special. No, I think she's just throwing that in Schmidt's face. Like she might, like she might not even say that to to the boyfriend's face that he's the boyfriend. But what was your so, take on it, Naomi? So mature this, I guess it's because it's like she's so mature this episode, right? She's she she does show up with the boyfriend, and it's kind of like, oh, okay, uh, hello, boyfriend. But she never, um, she she's like she leaves. She doesn't really bother Schmidt. He has to go up to her to talk to her. So. It feels very mature in some ways where she's like, oh, I'm not going to, like, hurt your feelings. But then I feel like she she likes to torture Schmidt a little bit. That's what this whole character is about at this point. It's just, like, they've run out of things for Cece to do that are independent of Schmidt. And they're like, I don't know. Let's have her, like, constantly go up to him and be like, ugh, why? You broke up with me. Why do you still like me? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, I, I, want, I want more for Cece. I'm rooting for her. I just want more. This is fascinating to me because I was really impressed with Cece this episode. Yes, she brings the boyfriend without notice to Schmidt's party. But what we gather is that Schmidt's been calling her nonstop. Schmidt hurt her feelings. Schmidt violated her like privacy with the phone and whatever. And then he calls her and she's like moving on with her life. So she shows up. She's like, this is my boyfriend. Okay, maybe that was flies in his face. But then I feel like she's very sweet to him. She doesn't mock him for being ridiculous at his party or, like, really chastise him for throwing a burning, like, flamethrower thing at her boyfriend's head. (laughs) Although I think that was an accident. And I thought they have a sweet moment where she's sort of like, look, you know it wasn't going to work out. Um, And Robbie's just a good guy. uh, 
producer Kelly says, CC says she and Smith, Schmidt wouldn't work because they're too alike. What does she mean? Is it is that why they didn't work out? I, I don't know. I just I just think she handles it pretty maturely. Like it's like the guy you already broke up with who clearly needs more closure. So she shows up and she has a private conversation with him. She's not like making out with her boyfriend at the party in front of him. It doesn't even mm-hmm. seem like she's bragging. It's just sort of like this is where I'm at. You know, you're going to be OK. Like I'm here as a friend. You're going to be OK. I'd kill someone who did that to me, but I think that would be because I would be upset, not because of anything they did. Yeah, again, I, I don't think it's like a CC. I don't think she did anything terribly wrong. I just think the writers are not giving her more. It's kind of my issue. That's very true, and we'll talk about that with Winston in this episode. It's just abysmal. Um, Akiva, producer Kelly says, listen, I know Lash Theory is indisputably real, but Robbie? So can you not even buy that Robbie would be with CC? Or sorry, that CC would be with Robbie? I mean, Schmidt explains the possible reasons why, and I think he's accurate, but I don't think any of them are the case, or else we would probably have learned it in this episode. I think, I, I, yeah, I, of course, this is, uh, this is a major Lash Theory thing, assuming Robbie's American. I guess he is, right? He's never left California. Of course he is. Um, I don't I don't. It's funny, like, imagine getting cast for that role. Like, it's a person who would never be able to, like, believably be dating uh, Hannah Simone. That's pretty funny. Uh, like, we didn't learn normal, enough about Robbie here. He's a normal looking guy. He's a normal, good looking guy. He's tall, like for people who care about that. Like he's, they're acting like he's fat. Like that's not true. Like, oh, he looks like, a little like whatever. Fat Schmidt to me. Okay. I think that's ridiculous. Like, I think they purposely dress him down, like that he wears like a button down open shirt. Like he looks ridiculous going to a party, like compared to But Schmidt his personality's bad too. Right, in that moment. But he's, like, pretty nice to Schmidt, who introduces himself as a former lover of Cece or whatever. Right. He's a little chill. He's also, um, he, he, I was like, where the fuck is this guy from? He's also in um, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. That's where people might know him from. He's in Blackish also as, like, a very detestable character who works with Andre. Um, I, I think, look, is he the best-looking guy? No. But when Cece gets burned by, like, a D-bag and she's got the slate of D-bags who burned her, I don't think it's that crazy to, like, maybe overcorrect with, like, a very nice guy who that's his, like, attractive trait is that he's, like, not going to hurt her at all. Like, Robbie's not hurting Cece. There's no way that's happening. He's too, he's too nice of a guy. No, I, I agree. Those guys will hurt you, too. That was a trap. <laughs> that was a trap. <laughs> But but generally, I think that's sort of it's like she gave herself to Schmidt and Schmidt rejected her. And now it's like, OK, let me let me try to find someone who's like not a crazy maniac douche. Right. I totally right. agree. I was just waiting for Akiva <laughs> to say anything about relationships. Oh, you want some relationship <laughs> advice? Years later, I'll say this. I have a, I have a good friend who um, who got divorced and. I'd say it's not, it wasn't really, I wasn't in their house, but I don't think it was, I think it was more her than him. I think she changed a lot more than he did and maybe was having mental health issues. But I did say to him, like, you have to nail the second one because there's not that much stigma nowadays about being divorced. They didn't have any children together. They were like college sweethearts that, that like dated for a long time or were just married for a year or two. Um, but I said, once you're, once you're divorced twice, you're, that's a different level. You're that guy. Like right. people looking for marriage three. No offense to the people out there whose Nana is married for the third time. Um, like that's that's a whole nother level. And then it's like then even if it's not you, it becomes it's you. It's like, oh, yeah, that guy. Right. He's uh, 
He's a he's a marriage ruiner or something. Well, that's why like I um I always in my head I've always been like I knew I need to live with a person before I marry them. Like every I can't I I see a lot of people I went to high school with now getting married or like having children and it just like freaks me out in that same way where I'm like I would need to make sure that I like living with this person for a long period of time and it's cool and we're like fine together before I even thought about being like, all right, you want to make this permanent? Like it has to be, the, the test has to be like at least four years in life. Kiva famously a fan of that approach. Yeah. I didn't do it myself. <laughs> I know, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I, actually that, oddly, uh, that that the couple I'm thinking of, I mean, I have no plenty of people who got divorced, but the couple I'm thinking of, they were together for like 10 years, but didn't really live together during that time in the city. I think that would have hurt you with Mara if she saw what it was like to live with you. before. Nah, because I, I think she knew oh because God. like she spoke to my roommates and heard the horror stories and like. The, <laughs> she knew. <laughs> like she saw she came to get me like my last day because remember we were in college together, like my last day of the dorms. Uh, she saw Mount McWeenaker, which was my laundry pile in my college dorm. Um, <laughs> Mount McWeenaker. <laughs> So like I think she I think she would have and like we basically we would go to my because my school wasn't like a um, it's not a commuter school but there was nothing going on on the weekends we would leave on Thursday nights and go to my parents from Thursday night till Sunday night so like we really well, did how live we got together the engagement story yes we really yes. you know what do you know what Mara said Mara had a comment on the engagement story this week she said one of the tricky parts was that it was a fast day it was the it was the fast the day before Purim which is coming up oh. uh, in in a couple days. And so she was very puzzled why about the donuts because we couldn't eat them for like another half hour. Like they, we were at the end of a fast, which is, I guess, ostensibly why I wanted the donuts for like the LIR ride home. We could like break our fast on the donuts. I did not remember that. It was literally a fast while we were getting the donuts. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. Right. I want to bring up something. I don't know. Please. I haven't gotten a chance to talk about. I don't know if you've maybe brought this up in another episode. I wear glasses. I don't wear them all the time. Um. I'm pretty positive that Jess's glasses have no lens in them. Absolutely none. That she's just flying frames alone here. Ooh. And this is my sort of theory. Stolen valor, Naomi. Exactly. Exactly. I'm someone who I always, I used to get mad as a kid when people wore fake glasses. Especially, and I think Allie, this probably happened also. When like the really like thick black rim glasses became like, like, became a sort of symbol of like, oh, I'm a dweeb, but it's cute and quirky. Like, I think it all hit around 2008 to 2012, and I hated it. I hated every second of it. And so, like, again, this this is also why I I, I really don't like the character of Jess. I, I don't like her at all, and I think that's one of the main reasons that I don't like her is I think her glasses are fucking fake. I think that makes sense because there's no consistency, really, to when she needs it. Like, I'm yeah. I have a very heavy prescription like I can't see without my glasses there is no like yep I can't see oh anything. I just want to look cute today like I know some people do have a light prescription so they'll get away with not wearing their glasses when they don't feel like it but I, I would never just be around my house without glasses or contact lenses in and exactly. I think it's established that she does not have contact lenses so I think that's a good take uh, so I mean I'll say this it is a good take I I didn't think of it but when the second name we said it, I'm like oh yeah that's a good point I'm on her Instagram uh zero pi- oh uh yeah zero pictures of her wearing glasses other than she's doing a well but of uh, course she the actor doesn't need them elizabeth merriweather has pretty big glasses i think that's where it comes from 
I don't think you should be gla- like she's. It's weird for a character to wear glasses who doesn't need them. I don't know. That's a terrible. What? What? The character or the actor? For the actor. You're saying that no actor who doesn't wear glasses should ever put on a glasses. Like, so if Max Greenfield, you find out, has 2020 vision, you're like upset that Schmidt has like mm-hmm. is near stolen valor. I, I, I'm I bet, almost I like legally blind. Yeah, but like, um, I don't think uh, Brian Cranston wears glasses, and he, you know, very famously was wearing glasses for a while on Breaking Bad. I, I just think it drives me a little nuts when like I can tell that I, I I'm pretty positive that these glasses don't have frames in them like or don't have don't have lenses at, at the very least like give her a lens like give us a little sheen in the glass like there's nothing going on there and that kind of bothers me but the, the problem I came of course is that like glasses are such a great characterization tool that mm-hmm. you know the film industry is always going to use them as like something for wardrobe be breaking news my mom just texted me I'm watching a zoom on anti-semitic Okay. Okay. Tell her about Clubhouse. Tell her about Clubhouse. (laughs) Quick, quick, switch to Clubhouse. I told you I got busted by my rabbi for tweeting uh, during Shabbat. You can't have your rabbi follow you. Did your rabbi think you were Orthodox before then? No, no, I don't think. You know, it's like the whole shame. We had the conversation about being like driving in your car and seeing a rabbi Mm. or cantor walking home from synagogue and, you know, you wave because you're like. I don't think he can, in the same way that I asked you recently, Akiva, if you like look down on less observant Jews and you were mm-hmm. like, no, like mm-hmm. I'm living my life. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think he feels any ill will towards but seeing his congregants driving it? on Shabbat. Why did he It was see after it? he saw he liked it. I thought I was kind of hiding it. Tell, <laughs> him, like, you time your, tell him your, you time your tweets. I mean, he didn't say anything. He just you liked schedule. the tweet. It was a tweet about <laughs> you observing should DM him at your site you over Zoom. Him. Oh, yeah. I mean, what, is he going to be upset that you're doing Yardside? I'm sure he loved it. Um, well, he liked it. I don't think he loved it. Well, uh, the heart is a love. <laughs> a, a heart's not a love on Twitter. We're just forced into it. Speaking of being forced. Give me a thumbs up, I think. Let's talk about Winston's storyline here, which is, I think, just that he likes fruity drinks. Man, again, the writers just do Winston so dirty. In like so many episodes where you're like, give him something. Let's have let's let him have a one interesting storyline. Shelby's so not even invited to this party. Like they're so yeah. in love and she's not going to his best friend's uh, penis cast removal party. But I do love that they both sing Groove is in the Heart. I know that's cutting right to the end, but like I love that that's a song that they love and it makes me happy. Every single shot to Winston gets a laugh out of me, right? Like, it works. It's yeah. very funny. Winston is like, his expression is perfect when it's uh, Schmidt and Winston and Nick, like, trying to, like, look at her not sad, but are sad for her. Like, every oh, shot God. to Lamorin makes me laugh, but he has no story here, like, zero. And and shout out to him for still showing up. Because if yeah. I his script must have been, like, he goes to highlight his line. I don't know if people do this. But when I imagine an actor going to, like, highlight their lines... He's got, like, two things highlighted in the whole script. Exactly. I also just remembered that I... It, so I took tap dancing in college because my parents didn't put me into any dance classes as a kid, which is a mistake. And I took tap dance in college because I could. And we tap danced <laughs> two groovers in the heart. And that's why I like that song so much. I just remember. <laughs> that is a number I would like to watch. I love that. Uh... <laughs> Keith, we have some it. 
questions for you for the guide this week as we wrap up. One of them related to Winston. I know you haven't really weighed in here yet, but I'm going to force you to. Um, Ryan Daniel says, need a prediction from Akiva. When do you think Winston will actually have a meaningful storyline? <laughs> Yeah, it was upsetting. I thought, like, all right, season, you know, we we discussed at lunch, season one, he wasn't in the original plans. They switched characters. It's understandable. But now with the whole summer to plan, there's no excuses. And this is maybe his worst episode to date. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, 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 I'm not confident that it's a it's a early season two priority. Uh, the radio stuff was going in the right direction. He has not, as far as we know, he's still working there. But I guess they don't have those guys every episode. They don't have uh, immediate access to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, I'm going to say not next week. That's that's as good as I'll say. But sometime this season. All right. So, what do you think uh, the future holds for CC and Schmidt or Robbie and CC? You said you think we see Robbie again. Yeah, it, I would be very disappointed if we don't because it's leaving us leaving us off that the relationship is, you know, we barely get into Robbie this episode. We'll, we'll see them again. But do you think we've had enough of sort of the Cece and Schmidt? Are they sort of the, the Rachel and Joey? Like we, we took it for a spin or are I'm, they? Um, no, I don't think. Uh, 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 I'm going to say they we've not seen the last of them being together. OK, a couple questions from Matt Stewart. What do you think Robbie's job is? Is his dad really rich, maybe? Can we get like, a net worth on, on Robbie? Oh, I think uh, he's just, like, some journalism guy. Like, he, he just, like... He does have journalism like, vibes. Speed articles. Oh, okay. Like, oh, and and what is... Then, dim sum. then... I forgot what, I can be asking Naomi this, too, because she hasn't seen uh, everything. But then what has... Then what does CCC in him? He's a good guy, Akiva. What do people see in you? He doesn't You're like a music. Good guy. Like it's like <laughs> I these you are nice answer guys. That question. <laughs> like no, I'm just saying. Like you know, like people are nice guy. Nice guys get wives. Mm-hmm. Tale as old as time. Maybe he's just a funny guy that makes her laugh. Who's a nice guy? What's the harm? He's got to yeah. be some rich a hole. Yeah, funny guys land wives, but she's like a supermodel. They don't land supermodels. All right. Enough of this. Also, How many Cece's episodes you got? Normal. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I just think that Cece's, like, pretty normal. Like, there are, there are lots of people I know who are, like, actors and actresses who, like, are not famous enough to be considered, like, you know, either she's not rich, she's not, like, making money all the time, she's just, like, a working model. I feel like don't, don't let the model thing cloud your head. Like, she's just, even though she's super hot, she's not, like, a, she's pretty normal comparatively. So she's, yeah, she's not Giselle places. married to Tom Brady. She's like doing ad campaigns, getting work, and her best friend is a normal person, and she lives in an apartment with model roommate. Like, I think that's a great point from Naomi. She's not like meant to be whatever you think about the physical appearance of Hannah Simone, the actor, like the character Cece is not like doing runways in Milan or whatever. I have no idea what people do. I mean, she does commercial shoots. She's like a successful model. She's paying the bills. Right. She's a working model. She's like a beautiful working model. And every single beautiful woman I know is with a less attractive man. This less attractive? I mean, what's so disgusting about him? He's not disgusting. He's just a a regular. uh, In football, they call him a jag. Just another guy. Open your eyes and look around you. Every Mm -hmm. woman is with just another guy. Fair enough. Besides Giselle. And he's honestly just another guy. <laughs> yeah, I you find a guy Naomi like that, and he freaking me. has a MAGA hat in his locker. <laughs> and, and also Naomi. Yeah, I, have to, I, I don't think he'll ever listen to this, but 
I have to be nice just in case. Dr. Waffles. Well, no. Lash lash three <laughs> applies. It can be equal or better looking. So there there are. Well, Naomi didn't people. say Naomi didn't say um, that. Naomi just said he's not a jag. She didn't say he's better looking than her. Okay. Well, we'll we'll ask her next time she comes on. I'll let my fans decide that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Who won the episode? Producer Kelly says Nick. And for the first time, I think, but I'm not sure. Uh, Matt Stewart and Kelly are in alignment. She. Uh, he also says Nick. Yeah. You guys say Nick. What do you think, Keeve, Naomi? I'm just not trying to talk over Keeve all the time. Allie from the editing room. Is that a dig at me? Back to the show. I think that, uh, I think Nick wins for sure because he's nice to Jess in a way that makes her feel better without being the little sad puppy eyes that he is so good at. I mean, the problem also with this series, Allie, and why I partially regret watching it is because (laughs) I just love Jake Johnson so much and I can't do that to myself. Like, it's it's just too much. I think that's totally fair. He's, he's, he's kind he's funny it's like gross please take it away i can't eat anymore no thank you like i i don't want it anymore (laughs) i think um he is like a true hero of this episode he's got funny lines and he's also the one like keeping he's sort of the straight man but he's funny like he helps jess he helps schmidt but he gets the laughs so i agree that nick won the episode i also agree that jake johnson is is just painfully attractive in just all aspects I, I don't agree with that. I don't see at all what women see in him. I don't I I don't understand women at all. That's been established. But yes, Nick wins the episode. I agree. <laughs> okay. That's five for five here. Um all right, Akiva, do we have a game that you wanted to play? Did you prepare the game? No, I didn't prepare the game because I figured this was a two AM episode would be too long. Instead of a game, I just listened I was gonna go through um Naomi's old tweets like I did with oh, Allie. Yes. I thought that would be fun. But we'll save that for her return appearance now that everyone what? knows her so well. Um, well, that, that'll that be when we talk about uh, what's the next show we're covering after this, Allie? Nothing. Oh, okay. Then we'll um, really need to go to podcast the, therapy. The middle of season two when we quit this podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, no, but I, yeah, I, I did just listen to um, a podcast she was on. You know, I you had to do the Naomi deep dive. Yeah, yeah. All right. We need to talk about merch. We're getting requests for merch, Akiva. Have you seen okay. this? I have I have seen. People think you have very sleek taste and that um I don't know what's flying. Yeah, people love the sleek pocket tee. They wanted to say Allie from the editing room. I feel like that's a little self indulgent. And you don't listen to the podcast, so you're not even like in on that as a joke. Mm-hmm. But I had I told my mom I had the best uh um fact check of all time, Akiva, and I had to send it to you. Yeah, what was it? You you remember you were the one who gassed me up about it. The, that you said that you said that Patton Oswald in in Big Time. Okay, no, I was asking you to tell the listeners. I remember. No, you 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 say something. Oh yeah, I was talking about the movie Big Fan. Naomi, have you seen the film Big Fan? Big Fan. It's with Pat, it's a very small movie with Patton Oswald. Anyway, no. he plays a huge. I said a Philadelphia Eagles fan, but he plays a New York Giants fan. So uh, I'm striking my chest like a Tim Kipper. But I inexplicably decided to check that and caught the, the mistake in a movie I've never seen. All right. You were much more impressed, Akiva. That was at, wild. No, it was wild. I, 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 but you should have also watched the movie then. All right. We're gonna, we'll talk about our merch on our next solo episode so we can spare Naomi from that. Okay. Season um, four. Thank you to our 
uh, five star viewer Tashley eighty six, and to the person who gave us three stars because we encouraged you to vote for Joe Biden. Um, I'm sorry that offended you in February. I think you should. I think. I think um, you should be more up to date on your podcast so that you knew in November we were doing that and you could have saved yourself the energy in November. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, sorry uh, for how things turned out now, buddy. I'll, we'll get there one day. I, I called. I called uh, Ted Cruz's wife stupid on a uh, on a different podcast this week. So maybe some three star reviews coming in. <laughs> Um, you, I mean, do you think that is Tom Brady who left that review? Oh, that's a nice. If callback. it is, I just want to say, leave the Bills alone. <laughs> Famously, Naomi, big Bills fan. What? Uh, but not from Buffalo. Well, my 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 father is. My father's from okay. Buffalo. Okay, fair enough. We don't All have right. anything else going for us. If you want to leave a five-star review about how we've offended you politically or otherwise, you can go to Rock's <laughs> website. Doc- oh, nope, you can't. No. Sorry, I'll get that. <laughs> Anchor.fm slash new girl old guy. Um, Keeve's got a lot of stuff going on. He just did an episode of Renap. That was, I know what the next episode is. Oh, best week ever with Chappelle. Future mm-hmm. guest on NGOG. Yes. Recent guest on the Challenger Hop Up. Great time, I'm sure. Uh, and on 32 Fans, he decided to play Among Us with me instead of covering the Minnesota Timberwolves <laughs> coach debacle. I'm sure they will be discussing that, though, on an upcoming episode. No, the, nobody cares. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and this week we're going to we got a bunch of stuff going on. We have uh, we have uh, we're get, we're gearing up for bracket season on 32 Fans. OK. Um, all right. And I'm going to be doing another patron Seinfeld podcast soon. So look out. I didn't know that. that. Cool. Uh, well, I jokingly said, should I ditch Among Us to do a Seinfeld podcast because Akiva won't ditch Among Us to do a 32 Fans podcast. But So then that started a whole chain. Anyway, Naomi. Here's what Naomi has going on that I'm aware of. Naomi, let me know if I've missed anything. I'm sure I have. Happy. You're a busy person. Uh, check out Survivor New York Season 3 Veterans versus Contenders on YouTube. Uh, so you're, you're, you're a little – you're halfway there. Season 3 okay. has already aired. That was Blood versus Water. Uh, and season four of Veterans versus Contenders is coming spring 2021. So check Okay, well, you have a pinned tweet February 20th yeah, that yeah, says, yeah, yeah. please watch Survivor New York. And then you later say something else. about it. Okay, so I'm close there. I, you could tell yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm you, not you had de- both of them. Both delved elements. into the Survivor fan shows, although I do have an outstanding promise out to watch Survivor Philadelphia. I will work on it. Um, but you can get this information at Naomi Calhoun on Twitter. That's at... N-A-O-M-I-C-A-L-H-O-U-N, like Catherine from uh, from <laughs> Southern Charm. A 7 p.m. on Twitch, twitch.tv.n-a-y-n-i underscore o-o-h underscore m-i, get it? Um, and they she is going to be with a great panel talking about uh, when Tween TV went from millennial nostalgia to Gen Z mayhem. You have to explain that. Is that a dig at... Renap? No, no, you no. Know I'm, so, in, I'm in. I know. So, so the way that this kind of spurned is that, like, Maddie and I were talking about, like, at what point did TV? Because I remember that people like uh, Robbie Freeman and Amanda Rabinitz were saying that, like, Ned's declassified. I don't even know what that is. And I was like, bro, that shows 2004. Like, that's not even the edge of like what show was no longer millennial is now Gen Z. So what? Um, Myself, Maddie, Nicole, and Felipe, what we're going to do is we're going to analyze, like, 
what of your favorite, you know, movies and, and decom originals and all this stuff, what is Gen Z and what is millennial? And can we pinpoint the exact date that TV went from being millennial tween stuff to Gen Z tween stuff? Like, you know, what is got, what, where does gotta shake it up come in versus Hannah Montana? We're, we're doing it folks. There you go. <laughs> it definitely seems needed. like a dig at Renap. So I'm on board and then you can go, <laughs> Uh, check out the great, very exciting podcast, Mike White Was Robbed, where Naomi has guests come on to talk about their survivor hot takes. You can yeah. check that out on Anchor. Yeah. Yeah. Subscribe. I don't know. You know, and if you have a hot take, DM me. I'll, I'll let you on the podcast. I don't care. I have no standards. I have been speaking of no standards, trying to think of a hot take. Yeah. Um, and I just don't oh, have nuts. one. Uh, I, I know. I, I really Here's a, here, can I give a survivor hot take? Yeah. Not enough Survivor podcasts out there. Wow. You know, you. <laughs> I, I said this famously, Jordan Kalish. I said, should I start this podcast? And he said, no. So I'm doing it, folks. <laughs> well, if Kalish says no, then no. Um, but <laughs> that's, a fun, that's a fun twist on it. That's fun. It just makes uh, everyone mad, and I enjoy it. I am, I think, going to be... Oh, no. I'm going to be on this week uh, talking about the challenge day in, day out with Brian Cohen at, at com slash challenge iTunes. You can subscribe there. I'll also be, speaking of hot takes, be participating on Puya's stream, uh, twitch.tv slash Puyaism, uh, doing the audacity, talking about hot takes. Can you tell that this was inserted in post from the editing room? Uh, you could catch me at Lash Tweets. Otherwise, I'm just a normal person living my normal life. Uh, you can follow Keeve at Keeve26. You can always ask us your questions uh, using the question doc pinned at Lash Tweets. Um, Naomi, this was so much fun to have you on. Come back anytime. We love to have you. It. But you'd have to watch yeah. more New Girl, so I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I'll do it. Look, I'll, I'll do anything for the pod. Um, I just also have to watch all of Survivor Nicaragua for my own podcast. <laughs> um, can't wait. <laughs> So so is there can you can you tease what the take's going to be on Survivor Nicaragua? Is yeah, it that well, that's actually, Is it Maddie, Matt G saying it's the best yeah. season? Yeah, Matt G coming on <laughs> saying it's a top 10 season. Yeah, I could. But we have a uh, my my episode that I have to continue editing right now is Felipe was just on to talk about how Abby Maria Gomez is actually pretty good at Survivor. Well, uh, what a nice balance to your last episode which is honestly a crime <laughs> against humanity. <laughs> Does Robbie want to be hated? I, I just want people to check it out to I want their interest to be piqued. It's like, what crime against humanity did Naomi publish on her anchor.fm profile? Yeah, Robbie, do you want to be the most hated person in the survivor community? That's my outstanding question to you. I saw, I saw it, and I was aghast. My eyeballs fell out of my head. <laughs> and it's Watch incorrect. So listen to HBO. listen to Robbie and Naomi talk about a blasphemous incorrect take. Uh, but I think I would be. I I don't know if I can listen to the blasphemy, but I. In theory, I'm excited about it. So we'll see if I can emotionally mm-hmm. get there. Mm-hmm. Amen. Keith, Keith, you yeah. still with us? Yeah, you know, I, I realized we forgot one key line in the episode that I guess our three-star reviewer would have liked, which is um, <laughs> when Jess comes back and is like, I was laid off. They're like, what happened? And they're all giving their theories. And uh, Schmidt whispers, Obama? Which I, thought was- <laughs> I think we need to be referring to our three-star reviewer as just the general conservative audience that might be with us. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Keeve, let's make a prediction here. Not much to go off of, I'll warn you. Mm-hmm. Season two, episode two, Katie 
Um, okay, who is looking for a significant other? I'm going to say this is going to be someone getting in the way. It's, this is going to be Nick's girlfriend. Nick's new girlfriend is Katie. Allie from the editing room, please note that uh, Kiev would describe a single person instead of saying single who's single as someone looking for a significant other. All right, quick on the bounce back from Caroline, you know, two months later. It sounds about right. All right, we will be back to see if we are going to have a very romantic episode for Jake Johnson. I just want to wrap up uh, and leave everybody thinking about something. Um, how many dresses do you own? Because uh, the amount of dresses that Jess owns is fucked up and unrealistic and just another sort of misogynistic standard put on women. Um, so just, just take that as we sort of, as the music plays and it concludes and you you delete this from your queue. But thank you for listening. This has been New Girl, Old Guy. Uh, uh, take care of your pets. Good night. My pet and my dog, my pet and my dog. My-